Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? What's the worst day of the week that gets us all depressed? M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Here comes more aggravation and a brand new week of stress. M-O-N-D-A-Y-S-U-C-K-S Monday sweat. Superhero or two or four, uh, and you are listening to Geek Vibes Live. Actually, Dean, aka Superman, this is another wonderful superhero, if you will, Patrick Stewart. And I just wanted to say, what Monday suck featuring Dana. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Appreciate the intro from you. And now you go back to wherever you were playing chess with Ian McKellen, and have a wonderful evening. I appreciate you coming on the show, and, you know, give me a little intro real quick. Superman in a drop, followed by Charles Xavier himself, Patrick Stewart, also known as Luke Picard. You know, you got you to gotta throw that in there. I, I like X-Men people, so I go to that more so than the Star Trek route. But either way, welcome, you guys, to our third episode of Monday Sucks. Featuring me, Dan Alves. You know, I, I, I do what I can to uh, accommodate you guys. Has your Monday sucked? Then let me make it better for you out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just trying to, you know, create a, uh, a movement, if you will. The Monday suck movement. Um, all right, I got, I got to figure out a better uh, title than the Monday suck movement. But you get what I'm saying. You know, is that just we're going to do this, like I've always said. If you're a new listener, every Mondays, usually 6 p.m., I might be a little bit earlier, I might be a little bit later, depends. But you can find out all that information for when we drop the episode on any of our multiple platforms. I would definitely recommend going to gvnation.com. That's gvnation. The GV stands for Geek Vibes. That's a community. gvnation.com. That is all of our news that we give out uh, throughout Every day, actually, Kanan and Tia and all of our awesome writers just have an amazing job of producing content on a daily basis and keep, keeping up with the news for all of Geek Vibes Nation out there, all of you wonderful listeners, viewers, uh, watchers, whatever. Also has links on it to our Instagram, our Twitter, our Facebook. Join the conversation. It doesn't matter if it's Monday Suck, Wrestling Geeks Alliance, the wrestling show I do on Wednesdays. At 7 p.m. with Brother Christopher A. Patton, um, or or any of our shows, uh, Top Ten, uh, Geek Vibes Live. You know, if you want to find out more information about all those shows, all the listening uh, capabilities are there. We are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Blog Talk is the main website that hosts us. If you found us on Facebook, if you found us on Twitter, if you found us on Instagram, join the conversation. If you like what you're hearing, let one of us know. We'd appreciate that. We're trying to, you know, grow an empire. Um, if you can't tell from the lack of me talking to my co-hosts, and if you do know me, uh, sometimes I do forget about them from time to time. This time, 
it's actually just me today. So you'll be seeing (laughs) – sorry about that. You'll be hearing and listening to just my beautiful voice. I might have some callers if if anyone wants to call in. It's 929-477-3781. I will be picky because I know that most of the people that are listeners, that are fans, um, are friends with me online. So message me on Facebook. If you guys don't know it, it's Dane Alves, D-A-N-E, like the dog, and Alves, A-L-V as in Victor E-S. This is exactly how I talk to telemarketers. But message me, especially if you're friends with me. Let me know you're calling in, and that's my screener because I'm not going to deal with anyone trying to do any fucking pranks like we used to have to deal with back in the day, which is the reason, mainly, we don't do phone calls. Either way, I hope all of you guys had a wonderful weekend. I know I did. I know that we're back to Monday, and that kind of, uh, like the show uh, goes over, kind of sucks. But we're past it. Most people are home, having fun, relaxing on their Monday evenings, and you had probably, I'm assuming, somewhat of an eventful weekend. You know, maybe I'm assuming that uh, incorrectly because I work a 7 to 3 job Monday through Friday, so the weekend is what I look forward to. But either way, we can all agree. And Monday suck. That's the whole point of the show. And um, we're going to go over different things. I have some stuff to talk about with, you know, different elements and different genres and different scopes of the imagination, if you will. But the first topic I want to talk about is actually something that happened to me um, during the weekend. Not really happened to me, but, um, well, maybe we'll just start from the beginning. Uh, I went out Friday night to a local uh, bar venue that plays stuff. Uh, music, obviously, with a friend of mine. And, um, you know, this is the Dane Rants edition, which if you didn't understand what that means, you're probably not someone that's been a part of the Geek Vibes Nation as long, which is fine. We like new people a part of this, trust me. But, you know, I, from time to time, have Dane Rants. Now, Dane Rants I'm going to put for the sake of Monday Suck as either me being solo or me being solo bitching about stuff. So I don't know if I'm going to be drived uh, in, in the aggressive nature as some of my Dane rants I've done on Facebook and on YouTube. But at the same time, I'm going to just be honest, you know, and uh, hope it doesn't offend anyone. And if it does, get the fuck over it. I don't know what to tell you. You're listening to the show. So just warning you. But um, this is not really insulting towards any of our listeners, but – God, Friday night, I went to a local place called Tannery Row over in Buford, Georgia. Great food, great entertainment most of the time. And they had an 80s band, ugh, cover band play. And it's not like the musicians couldn't play their instruments. But, my God, if you, even if you're playing 80s music, if you are an older age, I mean, let's just be honest with you. If you're playing 80s music, you're probably in your late 40s maybe early 50s, don't wear the fucking part. Just play the music. Because if you wear leather cow printed fucking pants or anything like that, it just gets ridiculous. And me being a musician, I've been playing for over 12 years on drums. I've been a singer uh, somewhat, I guess you could say. I, I Well, I will say that my I did have singing lessons um, from someone that was on The Voice. Um, so maybe I have a little bit of uh, credibility on that, but as a musician, when you see other live acts, when you see other music, you kind of judge it on a different level. I don't think it's a fair level, um, in, in concept to the general population because there's more obviously, but it's just like, you know, movies. If you, if you're someone that's more applied towards the, the concept of, of, of theater, you know, or, or, or acting or, or cinematography or anything. If you want this film school, you're going to judge stuff on a very much more critical level than if you're someone that's a part of the population that doesn't really give a shit about that, that's looking more for the entertainment value more so than anything. So, of course, I'm one of those dickhead critics that uh, if a band's playing and they fuck up a bunch or if there's vocals that are off, I've been there. Look, I, I've played – crap shows before bands. I know what it's like not to be able to hear myself and just do whatever, but these guys were so into it. And after a while, me and my friend, my friend Amanda, who I might, we were talking about this. We might have her on in the future. She's a fun uh, individual. Uh, But 
me and Amanda, we just end up just like sloppy dancing. Like if we try to do the Pulp Fiction dance uh, <laughs> that uh, is done in there with John, with John Travolta, um, you know, but just not good. Uh, just completely out of rhythm. And it might have made some of the Peggy Hills there mad. What I mean by Peggy Hill is they look like the character Peggy Hill from King of the Hill, but they were dancing to their favorite friends, 80s band, and they had a good time. I had a good time being that asshole, that cynic, if you will, the two guys hanging out, you know, on the on – the, uh, oh God, why can't I think of it right now? In the theater of the Muppets that are hanging out in their little private area, those two douchebags that kind of like, whoa, he wasn't that bad. He wasn't that good. Ah! You know, that whole entire camaraderie. That's what I was presenting, but it was fun. Me and my friend Amanda had fun making fun of the shitty A's band and doing terrible dancing that Uma Thurman and John Travolta did. It, well, not, not, not terrible because they were great, but trying to impersonate it and purposely do it bad. So that was my Friday night. Saturday, I drank way too much Friday and Thursday, so I kind of just relaxed, enjoyed myself. And then Sunday um, – was an interesting day because I went and saw a movie called Child's Play. Now, I had two choices, guys. I had Child's Play or Toy Story 4. And I will admit, even though I'm a huge film fan, I still haven't seen Toy Story 3. I unfortunately know about the ending with it. And I really want to see it. It's not that I, I, I don't want to. I just haven't got a chance to. So I picked Child's Play. And I have to say, I really liked it. Now, I'm not over the moon, but as far as a productive, I don't know, I guess remake, this was far better than the Friday 13th attempt they made back in 2000s, early 2000s, and also the Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, the actor that played Rorschach uh, in the late 2000s. Um, it was a different type of concept on it. Uh, this movie was more like. Instead of – all right, so Brad Dordiff's uh, uh, Chucky in the original Child's Play, his character, Charles Lee Ray, I believe, um, was this serial killer murderer, satanic individual that possessed his, his soul into this doll, uh, and that was the whole buildup of the story. Well, this different version, and if you're a fan of both franchises, if you're bitching about this remake, realize a new television series with, with – uh, Brad reprising the role of Chucky and um, also with Tiffany and everything else is going to be a series on some type of platform. <laughs> I don't know the details. I just know they're making that in the future. That's pretty cool. This had Mark Hamill playing basically Alex instead of Alexa. So I forgot what company it was, but it was a fucking freaky concept of imagine the technology of all the smart homes. You know, you have Alexa, you have all these different technological things branching up with each other and, 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 you know, working together. I mean, shit, my Samsung remote powers four different fucking things that I own. I mean, it's, it's crazy. And I, one of them's like a computer. So it's, it's a very, 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 very weird concept. But um, it was a, a fun movie um, where they showed you this concept of technology where Alexa is obviously they're trying to use it for a lot of different platforms to be able to make your life easier. That's the whole concept. But then you get the Terminator twist. And within that, you have the concept of, you know, this toy, this animatronic toy that goes with your kid and can control all this stuff. Well, within it, there's reasons of why this becomes evil, but it's more technolo technology driven than a satanic, like, you know, serial killer. So the movie itself was fun. The kills are fun, and I would definitely recommend checking it out. Um, but I'm not going to say that it was anything stupendous or, or amazing. But it was a fun horror movie. Like I said, the, like it wasn't something like Conjuring level of scary that fucked with your head. But the jump scares were great. Kills were great. The premise was good. Mark Hamill did a great job, and he didn't put too much Joker, if you will, into Chucky. So it was a fun movie, and then after that, I actually watched a pay-per-view called Stomping Grounds, and I believe I do have a friend of mine um, on hold. My first guest is a man named Joel. Joel, how are you doing over where you are in Jersey or 
Yeah. I am I'm doing just fine. Uh uh nice nice being on, man. Yeah, man. Um we we were just talking about or I I shouldn't say we talking about me and the people that are listening, uh Joel, where I was talking right. about my impressions on the new child play movie. Have you seen it? I have not seen it, but I do plan to eventually, but I haven't had a chance yet. All right. Well, I will not give it away, but I will actually say that I'm not going to tell any listener to go spend their money to go watch it. If, mm-hmm. you know, especially if, if you're pinching or anything like that, you know, maybe you should try to figure right. out your priorities with your economics and stuff. But it was a fun horror movie that was a very different concept and did a hell of a lot better job, I think, than the Friday the 13th remake or the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. So uh, just throwing that out to you, but. There is something that we don't get to talk about except for online that happened Sunday night, going over my weekend, and that was a little uh, wrestling pay-per-view called uh, Stopping Grounds. Um, Also, guys, if if you're listening, I do a wrestling show, like I said, every Wednesday night, Wrestling Geeks Alliance with Brother Christopher A. Patton at 7 p.m. EST. Check that out. But I was actually wondering if if, if you kind of uh, had the same idea set based on the pay-per-view as I did, Joelle. I thought they set up a great pay-per-view, and then it fell apart in the last, I don't know, three to two matches. Uh, that All the matches before that I thought were really great and efficient, and I wasn't expecting much of this pay-per-view, and they definitely ex- exceeded uh, my expectations. But, God, especially those last two fucking matches with the, the World Heavyweight Championship and the Universal Championship I thought were terrible. <laughs> um, well, I – only caught those three matches. <laughs> it was just sad. I, I caught the tail end of that show. I literally started oh. uh, the first match I saw. Yeah, I saw. I, I got into it like maybe in the middle of the Roman versus uh, uh, what's his name match, uh, and that and from there. So I, that's where I started off. Drew McIntyre. Yeah, so I, that's where I got. That's where it started for me. Uh, so I heard it was all good and shit. So I'm like, let me just turn it on because to me, I thought it was gonna be the same thing as like the. That, that last pay-per-view that, that was in uh, the Middle East. So I was like, oh, I don't know if I was in the mood to watch it. Everyone kept raving about it. And I'm like, all right, let me put it on. I put it on, and that's where that's where, that's where I started it. So, yeah, See, that sucks. there wasn't – go ahead. No, I was just going to say, man, because honestly, the matches were really, really good. Uh, the Cruiserweight match was fucking awesome that they had. They had a three-way match. Um, the the first match with, with Becky and Lacey actually wasn't that bad. There were a couple botches. You know, Lacey's getting better in the ring, but it was still a pretty competitive match. And then they were just like Samoa Joe versus Ricochet, and then the fucking New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sammy. And then they kept on, like, giving us great matches after. And then the Roman Reigns-Drew McIntyre match wasn't bad. They kind of had a brawl all over the place. But that cage match mm-hmm. was for Kofi Kingston such a great athletic performer, and Dolph Ziggler, who I'm starting to realize is not the next, you know, Shawn Michaels or Kurt Henning like a lot of people think he is. He's more like a Jeff Jarrett, I would say. Like a pretty damn good performer, but like it's if he mm-hmm. wants to be one, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, yep. he fucking, he's, I think he's back into whatever. And then that last match, Seth Rollins, and then the awkward shit with him and Becky at the end was weird. And guess what, man? Before I get your reaction to that, all those are going to be rematches for the next fucking pay-per-view at Extreme Rules, basically. Really? All three oh, of those Lord. Who's the third time, then? <laughs> why are they doing this to us? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't understand why. Like, Vince, he just uh, he just had a meeting. They, they said that they're not going to be doing picture-in-picture. Uh, picture. They're going to make sure they have enough uh-huh. room for the matches. Uh, that's his new uh-huh. thing that he had, like, with a meeting of everyone. It's still, it's like, okay. I don't understand storyline telling with us, Joel, why he would think that we would want more of Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins versus right. fucking Baron Corbin, Becky versus Lacey, or Dolph Ziggler versus fucking Kofi Kingston. It just seems mind-boggling. Yeah, considering we'll probably get that tonight as well. <laughs> it was like, do we need more of it? Yeah, it just it it's it's depressing. Uh, it really is, but I don't know. Uh, we'll find out more, and like I said, we'll have a full breakdown on that mm-hmm. pay per view, stomping grounds, as well as much other stuff uh, to talk about with the wrestling world, because there's more outside the WWE 
Wednesday, 7 p.m. Sure. EST on Wrestling Geeks Alliance. All right, well, let's, let's, uh, let, let's, you know, as long as you want to stay on, of course, let's talk about some of these, uh, some of these stories. Uh, do you want to go in the realm of politics or movies? I can go either or. Up to you, man. I'm, uh, I'm just I'm winging it. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. I'll right. follow your lead. All right, all right. Let me ask you: Why the fuck would Justin Bieber not only try to start a fight with Tom Cruise with all of that, but why would Danny DeVito be the one that actually calls Justin Bieber out, calls him a coward, and challenges him to fight him? I don't think any of this shit's gonna happen, obviously. But what the fuck no. is up with Justin Bieber? Was he just wasted and he decided to like try to pick fights with someone his size or what? I'm gonna say yeah. I have no idea. I don't know what the hell that kid smoking these days to be challenging everybody to fights. And I know. I, I think he does have a, a thing for it because I always see him at, either at those boxing matches or MMA matches, walking down there with the champs and shit. So maybe he does have a, a, a yearn to fight at some point, but. I don't even know if the boy can go. I mean, I don't know how. Why would you be? First of all, why would you challenge? No, no offense to Tom Cruise. Man's pushing fifty something, right? So he looks good for his age. Don't get me wrong. And he probably could kick Justin Bieber's ass. I'm not even going to deny that. Um, but why would you even? If you're going to challenge someone, why not challenge someone around your own your age? It's like sounds like a bitch ass move to me. But I don't know. It's the weirdest. It's odd. I don't get it at all. I, it's stupid. It's very very stupid. I just – I find it funny because I think all of us could definitely, with his age or whatnot, doesn't matter. I think that Ethan Hawke or Tom Cruise, uh, he would whoop Justin Bieber's ass. I, I, I personally yeah. think that. I, I agree that call out <laughs> someone your own age, but the, the thought of Danny DeVito you know, running at Justin Bieber, it makes me happy. Uh, especially in a fit of rage. Uh, I always think of him as Frank, basically, at this point from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Would you like right. to have someone document, you know, Danny DeVito beating the shit out of Justin Bieber? I think that would be great for America. Yes. I'd love to see Danny DeVito take on Justin Bieber for uh, relevancy at this point. <laughs> as long as they have it on pay-per-view, where I have a chance to, to watch it on the big screen and not sure how that would play out at all, uh, but it'd be fun to watch, I guess. You know, Probably better be celebrity death match. <laughs> and of, of course, uh, and, and and he's not endorsing it, people. Celebrity death match is about to start up on MTV. I want to see Justin Bieber versus Danny DeVito. All right, so let's move on. Um, I kind of want to talk about this whole thing that happened with Trump uh, and the uh, missiles uh, hitting the drone over in Iran. Oh, Lord. Um, Holy shit. All right, so guys, if you want to know more information about this, I'm sure that you haven't been living under a rock. Uh, but so Thursday night – god damn. I, I, I'm sorry. I was going back to my source of the news, and uh, the fact that the quote said cocked and loaded, um, it just made me giggle because <laughs> I'm five years old. Uh, um, so Thursday night, Iran shot down one of our drones, and uh, President Trump – basically sent out a warning and said that uh, we were cocked and loaded for a strike against Iran uh, to counter that, uh, but he called it off 10 minutes to spare um, and told it because he would kill about 150 people uh, within the attack if you were to do that. This is a metal drone compared to that. Um, so look, that concept, you know, uh, the all right, all right, here's the thing that you got to realize, and I've gone into this a bunch of times. If you guys, if any people out there that listens are a fan of Trump and you didn't realize that he was egotistical and kind of a, uh, a rich prick beforehand, I don't know what happened uh, throughout the course of him being elected. Uh, but, I, you know, the, the cocked and loaded, the threatening part, kind of douchey, Joel, I would say. But I would say mm-hmm. that him pulling back at the last minute because of the amount of people that would die is a good thing. Him gloating about it goes back to the cocky and arrogance. We'll get to the second half of the update that keeps on happening today, but uh, when you heard about this, what do you think about it? Well, his initial plan to not go for it, I actually, you know, I don't agree with him on many things, but that on that I agree with. And I was actually, I applauded his decision-making in that regard. 
And then, you know, he's kind of a douche about it at the end of it. But that's kind of what you expect from him. Wasn't expecting anything different. But in, in, in the regards of him not going out and blowing up, you know, having people possibly die in a, in a counterattack uh, as compared to them blowing an empty drone, I, I, I thought that's smart. Like, why would you why would you kill innocent people <laughs> like for, for a drone? It's not worth it. I, I know some people like going that they should have attacked anyway, but I'm like, that's ridiculous. No, you do not kill people just to send a message. That's not how you do things, and I'm glad he didn't go in that direction. So in that regard, I do applaud him, but he is still a fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fact that the threats were made beforehand and he ensured everyone to let them know how many people he saved by not doing that, that's where things are different. But, hey, me and you, I'm, pro- pro- you know, I'm probably sure that neither one of us read into the details. We don't know how it came out uh, with the words right. exactly. We're just reading – you know, pay- we're just reading whatever the fuck comes out from CNN or whoever, NBC News – uh, from their stuff. Mm-hmm. Are you worried, though, as an American citizen, are you worried with the now the new hard-hitting new sanctions on Iran that that could possibly start up another conflict that we don't fucking need in the Middle East? It, it's always it's always worrisome. Like you, you don't need more drama. Like you always want to avoid war at all. In my opinion, at all costs, you don't need to go there. I don't think there's a need to go there. Uh, so, in my opinion, yeah, I think you, I, I, I am a little worried because he seems to be a very, how you say, um, sensitive person. Trigger happy is good too. Uh, <laughs> he's help. <laughs> Trigger happy is a very good way to put it. Uh, and I, I just worry that he'll freak out one day and, and do something stupid. And he seems to be vulnerable to to. to like suggestion, and I, I really don't want him listening to the wrong people. But it's not like you know he's surrounding himself with the the greatest minds at the moment. So, um, well, I mean, so far he he's resisted, and hopefully that continues. But it is still worrisome at the end of the day that he might start a war, and we we don't need that. We don't need that again. And and it's just it's, no, it's just, we don't need, we don't need it as a country. What I think we should do is if we don't already have an embassy in Iran, we should probably build one to wait for them to bomb the fuck out of it so we can spend more billions of dollars rebuilding it like we usually do. Knowing the situation, we probably already have an embassy in Iran, and I just don't know about it. But I'm just saying we kind of have a – the U.S. government at least kind of has a uh, normal way of doing this, if you will. Um, But yeah, good old old Donnie, you know, and – I, I agree with you. I, I think that him holding back is a very good thing, but other stuff, obviously, within that regard, not so much, you know, especially going forward. We'll have to find out, obviously, because this is, you know, breaking mm-hmm. down today, uh, what happens exactly. But cooler heads prevail. Um, yeah. Now, here's a question for you, kind of remaining in politics, uh, you know, Joel. Mm-hmm. We have the election coming up. And we obviously mm-hmm. have Trump running in the Republican Party. We have Bill Weld, who is running the Libertarian Party. I state that because I'm doing the show, and I can fucking tell everyone the Libertarian candidate. Uh, but we have uh, <laughs> 20, 23 people right now trying to get mm-hmm. that Dem nom, <laughs> if you will. Dem Why nom. the fuck would the Democrats <laughs> think it would be a good idea to present 23 fucking different people <laughs> – to go against Donald Trump, and do you think personally that's a good strategy for the Democrats to beat no. the Republicans <laughs> in this direction, in this election? No, it's not a good strategy. Uh, they're not off to the best start. Um, though we have way more options, I guess this way, uh, this go around. But there's way too many people. I mean, obviously it's going to have to need to, it's going to need to be narrowed down. Everybody seems like they have their own way of trying to go about it, and everyone uh, – the de- democracy – well, the Democrats themselves seem to be split uh, more so than usual because um, some of these people that are running are some of them uh, – some of them are more progressive than others and some are more centrist than others. And it really depends on your on – your, what, you, what you like, you know. Um, me personally, uh, I guess I lean more progressive than anything, but at the very, at the very end, I just, you know, whoever it comes down to, you do have to come down and, and get behind that person. So like you got, I think Joe Biden might be leading at the moment and that's that he's not, he's not my first choice. Um, but I know he seems to be more of a, more of the same. I think it's, it's sort of like what happened with like Hillary Clinton last time. It's kind of like that. He's just, he's like that kind of candidate. 
is that safe corporate Democrat pick, and I'm not sure that's the best, best way word. to go about it. Yeah, and that's kind of where it, it, it is safe. with him. Yeah, I, safe, and I think that, that I you're think... like me. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, finish. I'm sorry. No, I have not much else to say. I just, I, I just think that I think it's time for something different. You need, you need to, you need someone that's going to be able to debate Trump better than what what Hillary did. I think that's really, I think I, that hurt her a lot too. And I think she did okay, but she didn't God. do enough. And he, 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 there's no way it's, it's it's hard to debate that man. There's no way. He he puts his foot in his mouth all the time. It's just it's got to be easier than that. Yeah, with the amount of arrogance coming from, you're better off trying to find Gene Simmons. Mm-hmm. From fucking kiss to go against him for another arrogant prick that's actually a Democrat uh, businessman. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that you're kind of like me um, in the sense that you you know of a couple candidates, but a majority of the others they're mm-hmm. gonna show you their shit. There's 23 fucking right. people, and I think two people on this are you know the ones everyone looks towards, and that's Joe Biden, our ex vice president for mm-hmm. Obama administration, and Bernie that's Sanders, right. who's now four right. years fucking older. Still running for the goddamn thing. This He's seems trying. like it should be a runaway give giveaway towards Democrats to go against Trump from all the animosity with a lot of people out there. But somehow, right. this many choices. Obviously, they're going to dwindle, Joel. But it it also mm-hmm. just seems like it's not the smartest move by the Democrats to have this many people at the beginning. And I have to be honest with you, I don't. Think Joe Biden's a good choice. I think we should stop trying to go back either. towards people that have already been in office of executive mm-hmm. power. You know, we kind of keep on going back to like let's let's try a Clinton again. And it's like no, let's mm-hmm. let's try someone younger and newer. I don't care if they're male, female, Republican or Democrat. I want young new people trying to fucking take this nation and go forward. You know, right, right. No, hundred percent. Like yeah, I, I agree. Like you need some, you need new blood. Uh, and I was watching. I love Bernie, uh, but even Bernie and, and, and uh, Warren, and I like both of them. But they might. I don't know. Younger might be the best. But again, I don't want to be. I'm not an ageist by any means. I think the both. I think if they, either of them were elected, yeah, I think both of them would be fine. You know. But you know, I, sometimes it's just you need to connect better with with the youth, and sometimes it's easier if they're younger and more around it. I think Bernie is pretty hip for a guy his age. <laughs> but still, I mean, he's, he's trying again, and I and I commend him. But um. Uh, it's just I just I can probably name like seven of the twenty. <laughs> That's still a lot compared to like most of the people. I can name, name four. More, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's not that simple. And I like to say I keep myself up with politics, and I just don't know that many. And honestly, those four are probably going to be the primary, you know, people within the debates dwindled down over amount of time. Mm-hmm. And you know, I love the spirit of Bernie. I just wish that. I don't want to say he doesn't understand economics. He just wants to take advantage of it if he can. And uh, mm-hmm. there's there's certain things within how much money that we owe with Republicans and Democrats trying to make demonstrations towards, hey, let's let's build up this thing with money that we don't have and further our debt, mm-hmm. whether it be going to another country to help out a country or going to another country to start war with them or building a fucking wall, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Even free college, even stuff that really seems appealing towards me and you, obviously, help out with yeah. healthcare. It just seems like we should try to, I don't know, take down the depth itself to be able to get us forward so we can do the stuff like yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Know. It's just a made up number, anyways. Yeah, for real. I'm not sure how debt works. I know I have a lot of student debt. Anybody that can get that off. Me, me. too. <laughs> Got my vote. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, I mean, that's pretty much our political stuff. Uh, there was a couple things. We ha- I have two more things to talk about before you know I kind of peace out. Shorter show, if you will. Um, but these are both movie related, and I think that obviously because we don't do a show together anymore, and we kind of talk through Messenger about this type of stuff. These are really up your alley. Um, one of them is something I was kind of uh, proposing to you, and you said that that's what a lot of fans want. And you keep up much more with Twitter, Joel, than I do, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so you're, you're a little more on the pulse when it comes to reactions of people individually. With this whole mm-hmm. entire J.J. Abrams thing happening, you know, mm-hmm. where it was between Apple and Warner Brothers that was trying to buy to, – to, to get him to do creative projects for them specifically, some of him his own, television and movie-wise, and also helping out 
with productions that they have. I think immediately a lot of us DC fans that might like what Walter Hamada has done in, in the past, or even Joff Johns right. or whoever has been kind of kind of in charge, even Sujiharo to an extent, we're hoping that yeah. maybe there could be some way where Abrams can be involved in the DC cinematic universe. I'm not going to call it the fucking extended universe anymore, but the cinematic universe yeah, itself and try to <laughs> breathe life back into it, even by, uh, I'll just say, making a Green Lantern movie, even if he was a director or working on a project as a producer for something like that. But big-wise, mm-hmm. we've always tried to seek out a Kevin Feige. Do you think, Joel, that this could be that type of situation where we could actually have J.J. Abrams as someone guiding DC's cock to that magical fucking box office regime, if you will? I mean, we can only hope. We, uh, based on everything I've seen, uh, a lot of fans want that to be the case. They want, they want a clear-cut vision. They want one guy directing the ship. Problem is, the only one really directing the ship is Hamada, and that's mainly money-wise. Like he's, he's learned how to, at least budgetary-wise, and and keeping people in line. So far, he's done a decent job of it. And right now, just recently, Warner Bros. got a new uh CEO I believe. Uh they just hired their a new lady. I forget her name at the moment, but they just hired her today the replacement for Sujahara after the whole scandal. <laughs> um so maybe there maybe more changes are coming down the line. And I would would love to see JJ Abrams involved in uh with D C films um down the line. In some capacity. I mean we there's some people saying that that's the whole point of this is it has nothing to do with D C at all. But I don't think it, it don't nece- doesn't necessarily have to. It's just something that you want to see him uh, at least his opinions. You just want to see him as me, even if it's just as a producer in so, some of these movies, it's fine. You just want someone with a clear-cut vision use his brain to help form something there. Uh, it just seems at the moment that the DC Universe is, is focused on individual movies one at a time. Uh, and if things work out with these individual movies, maybe they'll tie them down, tie them up together later down the line. Um, that's why they've been very vague on what's connected and what's not. Only thing that's really come out and said it's not connected is the Joker movie. So, in my opinion, if they don't say it's not like the Joker movie, in, in that it's own, its own thing, it, to me, it's, it's technically it's in, in that world. That's how I look at it, and I, I've learned to just kind of let shit go at this point. Like, I'm done trying to figure out what's what. <laughs> it, it's, it's whatever until until it needs to connect again. When they say there's a Justice League movie coming, then I'll be more worried about what's connected or not. Right now, I'm just kind of trying to enjoy it movie by movie. Uh, and hopefully JJ's involved in the future, honestly. Because if they're going to, you know, me and you, I, I think, out of our group, I would assume, probably know more in depth about the comic books. You you, you definitely gain more of the uh, the modern ones, but me and you branch out to the past, and we know a lot about the buildup for Marvel and DC mm-hmm. when it comes to that type of concept. And mm-hmm. I feel like if you want to involve all these different individual stories and still try to cater towards a continuity a great and i know they're trying in television there's other versions of it but you could try to do something like crisis in a movie Mm -hmm. to kind of get all that extra bullshit take what you want take out what you don't want you know whether what this example i'm not saying they're going to do this obviously but take in a joaquin phoenix joker get rid of a fucking jared leto joker by the end of the story have it one, even if they use Flashpoint, which honestly doesn't really make a lot of sense, but they could. Right. I'm just saying, if they wanted to change up stuff but be able to get it back linear on one line of storytelling, they still have that option. And J.J. Abrams, even as a producer, working with someone like a Walter Hamada, I think mm-hmm. his perception of being able to help out Star Trek like he did, helping out Star Wars mm-hmm. like he did, and Walter's understanding of a franchise when it comes to a horror aspect, you know, what he does, them two as creative minds, they can do that. Now, do you need that, though, as a fan, Joel, or do you not care if they just do all these individual stories and whatever works, works? If they do a Justice League movie, they could have similar actors. They could have different actors. It's not something that's what they're going for compared to the MCU, or do you want continuity? I prefer continuity. I, I think it's it's cleaner that way. Uh, I love what the Marvel Cinematic Universe has been able to do. It's and it they it shows with other studios trying to do similar that it's almost something. It's so rare that it's just almost impossible to 
could pull off. And as you saw, DC struggled because really they started off with one vision with Zack Snyder. And they obviously the vision wasn't exactly where everybody wanted it. And that's where things kind of just flipped the shit. And a lot of changes happened midstream and kind of fucked up those movies. Uh, and, and both sides suffered for it. So uh, for me, I prefer continuity. And at the end of the day, that's what I want to see something cleaner. I'd rather like if I, I want one, if it's especially if we're talking cinematic and talking movies, I want one Aquaman, I want one Flash, I want one Wonder Woman. If you have a Justice League, I want to see those versions interacting together. Uh, it just makes sense, you know. Just visually, it just makes sense, and, and it's just cleaner that way. It's less confusing. People get confused all the time, uh, and it, it, and it, it's just. And I understand a world of DC. I, I totally understand Elseworlds and shit, but people don't. A lot of people don't. So for me, it's just yep. about keeping it simple. Uh, don't get too fucking cute. You know, try to keep things so people can understand. The TV is one thing, movies are another. If you're going to have two of the same in, in the movies, you're going to start messing with people's heads and they're not going to understand it. You know, people probably can decipher there's a difference between TV and movies, but not movies and movies. You're going to fuck with people's heads. <laughs> um, so for me, I prefer continuity and hopefully down the line, uh, they'll just dispose of what didn't work and just keep what did, and then we can just go forward and hopefully have a, a DC cinematic universe the way it should have been from the beginning. And I think I, I agree with you completely. Um, so in my type of situation, you know, they do these individual movies. They they rebrand Robert Pattinson as Batman. They go forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they decide to take maybe an event, like I said, like a crisis, a flashpoint. Right. Um, I forgot. I forgot the one with Parallax that they did that was pretty fucking terrible and uh, Zero Hour. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever they decide to do, something that could like take all these multiple universes, which is a very DC thing to do, and then put them down to one, right. New Fifty Two style. You know, and then afterwards, right. if they do what Marvel's trying to do now, where they're not trying to make sure every movie ties up to a, a, an event, you know, 10 years from now, like they did with Thanos. They want the movies right. to stand out more for themselves. You know, you don't care if they do that course, but you would still like, like, like me, I completely agree with you, some type of continuity. You want to see Robert Pattinson's Batman meet up with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Aquaman or uh, what's his name? Jason Momoa's Aquaman or right. whoever, you know. Right. Especially, especially when once we get to know this Batman, because right now it's easy to dismiss him. But once you get to know and fall in love with him as Batman, you're like, well, I want him as my Batman. That's why this whole thing with Ben Affleck was such a fucking clusterfuck. Is because you're like, this he's already interacted with these characters. Now you want to see him do his solo thing. You know, you're, like, you're not gonna get that. And it's such a mismatch, pain in the ass afterthought. I'm just happy that mess is over with. If he's our Batman going forward, I want him to be our Batman going forward. I don't want to think about recasting for many years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this is, I just want yep. to keep it like that. I want to keep, and I don't like that. I remember the whole rumor a couple weeks ago of like, this is one universe, this is another universe, and they'll just recast Aquaman. And I'm like, no, that's so fucking stupid. Why would you recast them if they're working? <laughs> just I hate that rumor. Them. It's stupid. It doesn't make sense. Like, I understand it like, in, in terms of. Well, no, it doesn't it make any make, sense. It didn't make sense from a monetary standpoint because if Jason Momoa's Aquaman's making money <laughs> and made over right. a billion dollars for the first movie, and me and you could both say it wasn't that great. I mean, it was fine, but right. like it made over a billion it, dollars. Yeah. The Wonder Woman movies, right. they both have, or the first one has made a bunch of movie. The second one's coming out. Why would you change out Jason Momoa and Gal Gadot to fucking restart things with this Batman universe? Uh, to me, Matt Reeves would be like. The guy would be like, no, I don't really want my guy kind of clinging with everything else. I don't think he'd be like, yeah, I'll start this whole entire new DC universe on my fucking lap. Mm-hmm. That sounds exactly. completely ridiculous. Kind of like this whole like Supergirl will replace Superman thing. And I've said a bunch of times, I don't have a problem with them doing a Supergirl. But since all yeah, of her stuff involves the history of Superman, why can't she mm-hmm. bounce off of a, a Henry Cavill Superman movie to make her own – Mythos, you know what I'm saying? Like that's nothing yeah. against women in that concept, but I feel like that's always the guiding reason. Like, no, she can be her own independent Supergirl. She doesn't need fucking Superman. What? <laughs> like, no. I'm sorry. Read a read a fucking Supergirl comic because, I mean, yeah. it's fine for her to be the cousin of Superman, and then she's always been presumed as more powerful than Kal El. 
So you can still use her in the storyline for another Cavill-driven Superman movie. That's what I've always thought. Mm-hmm. No, I totally yeah. like. I never. I love. I would not mind having Supergirl at all. You know, at all. But I, the thing is, uh, we're all frustrated because we want to know what the fuck is up with Henry Cavill. Now, a lot of us, we've already heard. Oh, he's out. You know, the the even the the fucking uh, what's it called tabloids and all the motherfuckers the outlets came out and they already said that he was out. But then he came out and really didn't give us an answer. His his uh, his public like his agent came out and said that he still has the cape in his closet, and that's kind of the end. That was the last we heard of that. Um, uh, I'm not. It, it's not a yes. It's not a no. It's it doesn't. It, but you know we have nothing at the moment. It's it kind of in limbo, and it sucks. And then we like all of a sudden we get a Supergirl movie. Uh, well, we've heard rumors of a Supergirl movie. Like, but what about Superman? We never got the sequel to Superman. Um, and it's like we feel kind of. Ju- a little like a fan of that character, especially Henry Cavill version of the character, kind of feel um, like we got screwed over a little bit because he he only had one movie by himself. The other ones were kind of clustered together. One like the Justice League movie was only half of it, um, and then you got no head version of him that was that ended up at the end of Shazam. Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> but the point is, it's like we want to see. More a more established character in Superman before we get to Supergirl, and it seems like we're just going to get into Supergirl before we even have any type of final judgment on Henry Cavill's Superman. And that's what I think that's what hurts more is like there's a possibility that they recast, but I'd rather they get that out of the way first before they go and give us a Supergirl movie. But and it really depends on what kind of story they're telling because like I really I don't know I really don't know because she came later in in the comics. Uh, so like, how do you have Supergirl without Superman? Because it, the ass is hit. Like it really, he created the, the S and the logo and the suit. That all comes from him, and she just you know adopts it as her own as well. And so it's kind of they're gonna have to like make shift the story to make sense without a Superman. So I mean, it, I don't know. Well, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. Uh, but it is frustrating. So I totally, I totally get it. No, and I agree with you. I mean, the thing is, it's like you wouldn't want a Robin, Nightwing, or Batgirl movie without them introduced mm-hmm. really in a Batman movie. I think that would be ideal. Right. So the same thing applies to Supergirl. And there was this great story uh, of Superman, Batman, Apocalypse, where they don't have to mm. actually go to Apocalypse mm. to be that part of the storyline, but the way Supergirl ends up on Earth, meeting Batman, meeting Wonder Woman for the first time, meeting Superman, and all of them trying to figure out what's the best thing to do mm-hmm. with her. Training with the Amazon. Great, yeah. Exactly. is a great way to, I think, bring her into this world. Uh, the last question about this before we move on to my last subject, um, uh-huh. how, how do you feel about DC not being a part of Comic-Con this year with the fact that Marvel is going to be there, but they don't even really even have to because they have D23. Uh, you know, right. Star Wars is not going to be there. They're going to be at D23. Fox is over. Right. They're done. They're part of Marvel. Yeah. Paramount doesn't have shit. You know, the fact that Warner Brothers really could have capitalized on not just the comic books or the comic mm-hmm. movies, I should say, but also like Kong versus Godzilla. What the fuck yeah. thinking did Warner Brothers have saying, you know what, we'll, we'll take off Comic-Con this year? I have no idea. Uh, I remember hearing about it being absolutely frustrated because it was like, this is a good year to just Give us something, because you have Joker coming down the line in November, I think, what, October or some shit. Uh, you have fucking, actually, you have Birds of Prey, and you have Wonder Woman 1984, or, right, yeah, 1984. Uh, then you have, uh, and then, of course, we have, we just got, like, the Batman casting, so they could have gave us something, you know, a little something. You don't have to give anything big, obviously. Um, but they had they had stuff to use, you know, there. And, of course, you, like, you were just saying Godzilla vs. King Kong. There's there's things there. The problem was, is, is like, and, and like it bothered me so much because it's like they had because uh, this all came all this news came from right after the whole Swamp Thing got canceled thing and so I'm like wow there's just there's so much bad publicity and then they do it worse even more bad news comes because you look forward so to good at it. every year yeah and it's just like come on like you just, and it's not their fault it's not like they came out and said it was canceled the news came out. So bad news came out, and then more bad news came out, and they're like, yeah, that happened too. And like, oh, we decided to not do a uh, – and they're coming back next year. I'm like, well, what happened this year? Like, what what is going on? Like, it may be because of all the movement that's happening. Uh, they want to hold off for another year and, and just re- recalibrate. I mean, I, it's possible. And look, it looks like Marvel might announce their next 
couple movies. You know, it's like we don't know. Marvel might have this whole new because look, it comes, considering it's coming right after Endgame, it might be a mind blowing shit that they announced at Comic Con, and maybe they don't want to compete with that, and they just rather just wait next year. They'll have Batman on on the docket. Um, they'll also have, um, I think at that point, Birds of Prey would have been already out. So probably they'll have Wonder Woman to promote. So it'll be Wonder Woman and Batman and possibly even Suicide Squad next year. So next year looks like it's going to be great, you know. But, you know, we there was stuff to promote this year. So it is disappointing, uh, and I don't think it was a good idea. But they probably have well, they probably have a good reason for it, but it doesn't mean it was a good idea. No, and I, I, I completely agree with you. And – I I get, you know, John Colina, I talked about this uh, last week with, with Nick, and John Colina from right. the uh, Colina Bros uh, Geek Show uh, on our YouTube, mm-hmm. Geek Fives Nation, if you guys want to check out uh, him and Joe's uh, breakdowns on anything, definitely check it out. But uh, John was saying, he goes, well, if they don't have anything, well, then what the fuck's the point of them trying to, like, put things together last minute? Uh, and they've done that mm-hmm. to us in the past. They've gotten here's our list of yeah. movies we're making, and they yeah. never do that. That's true. But at the same time, don't you think that they should have had fucking something known by now in place for that? You know, mm-hmm. I, I just don't get it. Right, right, right. Uh, right. No, I, I get. It. I agree. I have no idea. They're, 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 it's it, that's annoying. It's just annoying because it seems like it's a clusterfuck. And like I can tell you what's coming. So if I can tell you what's coming, then I'm assuming they can tell you what's coming. You know what I mean? Um, Absolutely. So I, I don't know. I guess we'll have to wait and see what, how next year's Comic Con uh, looks. I agree. Them, and you know least. what else is annoying? Is is is, is really uh, bitchy fucking fans that want to get mad at Tom Holland for quote unquote spoiling oh, Avengers Endgame when the fucking film <laughs> has been out since what late April? Okay, right. so we had. Um, on Friday night on the Graham Norton show, Holland was on there, and he was talking about, you know, Spider-Man um, uh, Far From Home. Yeah, and his quote – by the way, like I said, Endgame came out, what, late April? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, just, just, just ridiculous. But anyways, his quote that he said, the film is a direct uh, continuation of Avengers Endgame, so we deal with the ramifications of the blip. Of the death of Tony Stark. Oh crap! Mm-hmm. Tom Holland told everyone. Oh, by the way, spoiler warning. I don't know. At this point, if you're a fucking fan of the goddamn franchise of the Avengers and the MCU, and you're listening to my right. show, and I've talked about yeah. all this beforehand, and you don't know about yeah. this, very similar to Tom Holland. Shut the fuck up. Quit being so <laughs> ridiculous because you had plenty, plenty of time to fucking watch this. So everyone's mad now. Joel at Tom Holland for quote unquote spoiling Avengers oh, Endgame. Shut up. So what do you have to say to that? I think they should shut up. Uh, those people were actually waiting for like the re-release to this week. <laughs> How long have these people been waiting to watch this movie? This movie's made billions of dollars. Uh, if you haven't seen it at this point, then you weren't. Then you don't care. Why do you even? Why would that even bother you? And if you plan on going to see Spider-Man: Far From Home, they're gonna spoil it in that movie. I'm telling you right now. So. Uh, it's one of those things where, like, they did in the trailer. You, yeah, especially if you saw the most recent trailer, it's spoiled. You know, it's obviously okay. He dies. Look, if you don't know that by now, I'm sorry, but you you're not a fan. You're not a fan. I can't call you. Can't be a fan. There's no way you haven't seen Endgame at this point, in my opinion. It's just it's not a good look. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you unless you obviously have no way of getting to the theater. I can't. How do you? How can you consider yourself a fan of the series and not know the ending of Endgame at this point? And I have seen it at least once. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. It's still I ridiculous. have no idea, but but people are ridiculous. They really are. They they like to bitch. Yeah. Uh, they have oh, this sure. wonderful thing called the internet and social media where they can yeah. do their bitching on, and they can be, make yes, a great actor and someone that's awesome like Tom Holland who has. Honestly, fucked up in the past. Him and Mark Ruffalo have had this problem. But when it comes to something like this, <laughs> yeah. when one of his trailers is pending uh-huh. with the fucking spoiler warning <clears throat> at the beginning of it, letting you know what's going to be a part of this main plot for this movie dealing with Tony Stark's death, and your fan that didn't go see it three months, four months beforehand, that's your right. fucking fault. That's your fault. Damn right. You're an idiot. It is. Uh, did you yeah. like 
find Sorry. out, though, that Kevin Feige said that this is definitely the conclusion of the Marvel Infinity Saga and all the stuff that we're hearing that the end of this movie, I'm assuming, and many are assuming, involving the multiverse is going to be a big deal with this film. Are you excited about it? What do you think about all that? Yeah. No, I'm absolutely excited. Uh, I mean, I've heard some shit. And if any of that's true, and if anything, uh, that that all the hype, because obviously the, 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 not the reviews, but the reactions have come out already about the movie. Uh, it, 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 everything I'm hearing sounds incredible. So I'm excited. I'm, I'm happy. Is it at the end of the Infinity Saga? Fine. Because because of, of how far I mean how because of how close it connects to Endgame in terms of like storylines and how the the direct ending of Endgame um, is pretty much the beginning of Far From Home I understand why they they said that is the more the end than than the beginning of the new new saga whatever the fuck this new saga ends up being um, I get it and it makes sense because it just seems like this is just, it's, it's the final nail in the coffin for the Infinity Saga. And I think everyone will be happy with the outcome uh, when we go to see the movie in like two weeks. Or next week, I think it's next Tuesday. So, wow, if you haven't got your tickets, guys. <laughs> Seriously, get on that and, and, and uh, definitely go check it out. Did you like – I know this is just Tom Holland playing with probably a question he was asked by a fan. But if they're, if they're really exploring, if this is all not just a ruse in the storyline and Mysterio's mm-hmm. – just bullshitting and using illusions. It's an illusion. Fuck you. If he's not just doing that <laughs> whole entire thing. You know, you. you know that. Um, uh, <laughs> shout out to Collider. Uh, um, but uh, if, if, if that's actually not happening, or if that is happening, if there's a multiverse involved, him saying he'd love to do a movie with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, would you like to see that? Right. Or should I say, would Sony, if we're not, if we're kind of maybe from what, Kevin Feige says, well, the possibility is there. It's more on their arc with Venom and Spider-Man. Could you see them full out going multiverse and giving us Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Tom Holland all at the same time? Or is that asking too much? I think it's a little much, honestly. Um, <laughs> it would have to be probably more uh, Sony than, than anything involved in the MCU, I would be assuming. For sure. That would definitely be more on them than, than MCU, because that seems a little they have this Spider-Man, Tom Holland, this Spider-Man, they probably don't want to interact with other former Spider-Men in other universes. <laughs> um, so it looks like if if anything like that ever would happen, it would probably be on the Sony's watch. Just like the whole uh, Spidey, the Spidey Venom movie, which I would love to see, by the way. I'd love to see Spidey versus Venom. I've always wanted to see that again the right way uh, on on the big screen, and it would be great with Tom Holland and Tom Hardy. Um, but again, we probably have to see it under Sony's watch, and uh, I'm fine with that. But I don't, it's not nothing. It's like that, especially with all like the like Andrew Garfield and some. I don't necessarily need to see that. Like I'm, I'm fine not seeing that. <laughs> like that's not something I need on my, my docket. Um, but I am very. Curious Do you think it's uh, how they? What? Well, no, no, I, I, I didn't mean to take out your last thought. I was like, do you think that it's more possible for them to take what they've made with their Spider-Man movies? Um, as far as with Miles Morales, maybe just doing somehow, oh, they're live action mm-hmm. and having an interaction between him and Shamik uh, Moore's Miles Morales that, in a live action sense, than mm-hmm. the, than than what than them trying to interact with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Do you think there's pro- more possibility mm-hmm. to say Shamik Moore plays Miles Morales, or maybe an Eddie Brock with Tom Hardy, or I forget the actress mm-hmm. that played Gwen Stacy, but like that style stuff. You know, is that more yeah, feasible? Yeah, I, I think that's pop- yeah, I think that's more feasible. I think that's uh, not to say that's likely, but I do see that as more feasible. Uh, that multiverse live action might actually work. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, that would be cool too. It would be really interesting to see how that works out. Or like, because we've seen different versions of Peter, he would just be another version of Peter, a younger version of Peter. Uh, and I don't think we've seen it in, in the, at least in the animated universe, we didn't see the younger version of Peter. We've seen adult Peter and shit like that. So, yeah, I mean, that'd be different. I mean, that'd be, that'd be possible. And we'd probably get, uh, I, like, I do expect to see Miles in the future, but probably an MCU version of Miles. Um, so, I mean, whatever they give us at the end of the day, I'm fine. I do, I'm very curious as to how they work a multiverse. Because multiverse, you, the word <laughs> multiverse can be, mean a lot of things, so I want to know what multiverse means in the MCU as compared to, like, what we know as the multiverse in, like, the DCU. 
So I'm very and obviously how Spider Verse used it. So I'm very curious to see how they implement it in this in the movie. You know. Absolutely, and it was Haley Steinfeld who's the one who played Gwen Stacy, right. who is uh, our co uh, you know uh, main guy, a part of Geek Vibes, Kanan's favorite actress of all time. And oh, since yeah, he's right, yeah, sure. he's he's not here uh, <laughs> to defend himself on that. I'm just going to stick to that. It's an inside <laughs> joke if you guys listen to Geek Vibes Live, which is every Sunday night uh, at 8 p.m. usually released. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think that's the major stuff. I'm really looking forward to seeing Tom Holland take on the role of Spider-Man again. I'm really looking forward to seeing the repercussions of where he's at, kind of taking the mantle of Tony Stark, if you think about it. He's always been kind of yeah. presumed as that, like, protege towards him. What they're going to do with that, if we're going to see maybe like a hologram and or some type of audio unit that's going to be Robert Downey mm-hmm. Jr. that we're not going to expect. Uh, what right. Mysterio is really after, obviously we know he's a villain. Uh, if it will set up more of the Sinister Six going forward, like we saw with the tail end yeah. of Scorpion's interaction with Vulture in the last one. What exactly mm-hmm. is going to happen? And I'm just happy that this is going to be the end of a long era of movies, the, the epilogue, if you will to the Infinity Saga, it will be very interesting going forward with the, you know, new people as, as far as, you know, X-Men eventually, Fantastic Four, yada, 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 you know, what we're going to be dealing with in the future. But love Tom Holland, love Spider-Man, love all opportunities that Sony has, that Kevin Feige apparently says that they have uh, control over, which I don't believe at all when it comes to the MCU. But whatever you <laughs> want to say... Is fine by me, but um, yeah, guys, that was a shortened episode of Monday Suck featuring me, Dana Alves, uh, every Mondays, usually at 6 p.m. We did 5.30 today. When we drop it, listen to it whenever you can. If you can listen to it live, that would be great. If not, but Joel, thank you so much mm-hmm. for coming on the show. If you want to plug anything, go right ahead, sir. Um, not really. I mean, we got full court press thing tomorrow, so you should definitely take a listen to that. I should, I should be on that. Um, obviously, we like you were saying, you got Geek Vibes Live every Sunday, which I've not been a part of in a while. I will try to be a part of it this weekend. It's just my weekends have been so, and I've been busy. <laughs> so your family I'll get back to Geek Vibes Live. Yeah, you know, especially now I spend most of my weekends with my family, so it's just one of those things where it's been harder to get to it. But I'll, I'll try one of these weekends. I'll get back on it because I need to get my geekiness out once in a while. And I've always spent time talking basketball lately. <laughs> so, yeah, it'd be nice to talk some geeky shit more often. But, yeah, uh, that's really all I have in terms of shows I'm doing. And, you know, so do go listen to those. Definitely go check those out. Exactly. And remember, if you, if you, want, if you don't have time and you want to come over and talk about some of the geeky shit on part of our show yeah. as well as, you know, yeah, yeah. some of the political – Sometimes music-related stuff, you know, I didn't get a chance to kind of – well, I didn't have any news really musically related, but we're going to go over a little bit of everything. So I'm just going to put this drop real quick. And that's the bottom line. Guys, go to gvnation.com. Uh, check out our website for all of our news articles from all of our amazing writers like Tia. Um, and also has links to our Instagram, our Twitter, and our Facebook, all at Geek Vibes Nation, and also hookups to our iTunes account and our Spotify account. You can also find us, obviously, at Blog Talk. Like the link uh, states, if you want to interact with us, check us out on any of those social media platforms. We'd love to talk with you. Check out Wrestling Geeks Alliance, me and Chris's show, like I said, Wednesday, 7 p.m. EST. And uh, I'm glad you are here to talk about Monday Suck. Thank you guys so much. If your Monday's not been that great, join me, and I'll try to make it better. You guys have a great one in Geek Vibes Nation, and thank you so much. It's been another episode of Monday Suck. When you come in on Monday and you're not feeling real well, does anyone ever say to you, sounds like someone has a case of the Mondays? No. No, man. Shit, no, man. I believe you get your ass kicked saying something like that, man. And since I've never done this, and you guys have stayed for God knows what reason afterwards, check us out next time on another episode of Dragon Ball Z.
Peace out. Mother Geek Fights be with you. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code OLDLINE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.